It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 335 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. This episode is called Black Friday. It is November 26, 2021, and this is Jen. And I'm going to start off with the Black Friday sales that I found that go through the actual day of Black Friday and have a few days extra for you to buy stuff because, of course, they do. This is capitalism, and this is how Black Friday online sales have been for quite some time. The first one I'm going to mention is a Battle.net, Battle.net Black Friday sale. You can get up to 67% off on stuff and it's good through November 29. So you got a few days to check that out. Or you got a day to check that out. No, you got a few days to check that out. So that's good. Uh, here's some of the stuff that is on sale that might be interesting to people who are, are interested in the Diablo games. The Diablo 2 Resurrected uh, game is twenty nine ninety nine now. It used to be thirty nine ninety nine. So there's that. I'm not sure if that's for the PC or for console. Let me check that out real quick. Looks like uh, I'm not real sure about that. There's also though, if you don't have the Diablo, and you could get Diablo in the Primeval collections for forty one ninety nine if you don't have that yet. And there's a little chart explaining the difference between the two of them. So that's kind of neat. And there's a bunch of other stuff in here. I'm going to scroll through the stuff that's not Diablo-related. And it looks like it's just those two things. So it's the Diablo 2 Resurrected game for $29.99. And it's the Diablo uh, Prime Evil Collection for $41.99. And I think that's all the stuff related directly. Except for, if you remember, there's a Celebration Collection that they're still selling... And it's got three availabilities with different stuff in them. Each one contains something connected to the Diablo games. I want to say Diablo 3. I think that's what that is. But it, it's got a lot of other stuff too. So if you are still playing lots of Blizzard games, then you might want to check this out because there's stuff for several of their games. If you're not and you just want some Diablo stuff, you might just go with like the lowest priced one. The... Um, yeah, the Celebration Collection Essentials Pack is $15.99 instead of $19.99. The Heroic Pack is $31.99 instead of $39.99. And the Celebration Collection Epic Pack, which probably has everything, is $47.99 instead of $59.99. I've noticed the price kind of drop every so often since this was released during BlizzCon Line, I believe. So there's that. That's the Blizzard, like, actually from Blizzard stuff. And then we have Carbot Animations. That makes all those cutesy little weird animations and has been doing a wonderful job with the Diablo 2 series that they've been working on. I think are still working on. So there's a couple of things in here you might like if you like that game. There is a Diab LOL. <laughs> that's what they call it. Uh, 2. Ugly Christmas Sweater. It says it's an all-over print sweatshirt and it's got, you know, it's red and green. And it looks like uh, on the back it's got, I think it's this stones or something and then the barbarian is jumping over a bunch of the rest of the characters on in the front of it 
And it's possible that at first glance, if you bought this sweater for $49.99 and decided to wear it around uh, Christmas parties, that maybe your relatives might not notice immediately what it is. So that might be kind of fun. There's also, they've made pins for each of the seven Diablo 2 classes as their, you know, the anime version that they do, the little like simplified but very awesome characters that you know that you see. They're not stick figures, but they're not a heck of a lot more. You know what I'm talking about if you've watched this stuff. You can buy the whole bundle of them for $48, or if you just want one, you can pick up one of those for $7.99. They've got all the classes individually. There is a Barbarian Leap Tea that you can get uh, and it's got the barbarian just leaping and making that weird noise that they use in the animation that they do. There's, let's see, I know there was some more in here somewhere. I'm seeing all the little uh, pins. There's a Diablo 2 character ensemble on a women's tee. So it's got Diablo 2 in the middle and all of the, an outline of all of the classes that they made in there if you want to get that. And I think there's, oh, there's uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected designs that they made. I think they made anime off of that as well, possibly. I'm calling it anime because it's animation and you know what I'm talking about. And that one's available as a premium tee for $27.99. So if you're into those things, you might like that. And then somebody on Redbubble has made shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts with Lilith's face on them, a D underneath her head with like two number fours next to it and it says hell is coming on it and so you can get them in uh, just regular t-shirts hoodies sweatshirts this kind of thing and they also have one there's also other similar designs below that one so if you don't particularly like the Lilith one or you've got enough of Lilith stuff you can see everybody else's Diablo stuff that they've made on sweatshirts and stuff like that and this one is $44.10 and it's on Redbubble and I think the Redbubble is Redbubble is this exactly um, not sure yeah the person that made it is uh, wrote something indicating they're very excited about Diablo 4 coming out eventually so that's kind of neat so if you need stuff for uh, maybe Christmas presents for people, or you just want to get it for yourself, there's your options. Everything I talk about today, as usual, will end up in the show notes on ShatteredSoulStone.com, so you can check it out. I'm not sure the Red Bubble still has a sale, but they've been doing sales over and over again, like one, and then it, it ends, and the next one comes up, and it's similar, and you know that kind of thing. They're really, really doing some interesting stuff over there. So now I'm going to move into some of the stuff that I didn't report about the whole Activision Blizzard, Bobby Kotick garbage that's been going on. So IGN has has an article here called Nintendo joins Sony and Xbox in calling Activision Blizzard crisis, quote, disturbing. Doug Bowser finds recent reports distressing. Um, that's his name. Okay. <laughs> so if you've played any of the Nintendo stuff and if fought against Bowser. It's the last name of someone in there in the company. So here's part of the article written by Ryan Leston. Nintendo has joined the likes of Sony and Xbox speaking out against Activision Blizzard due to recent reports of sexual misconduct and toxicity. In a new report by Fanbyte, 
Doug Bowser reportedly expressed concern over the ongoing situation at Activision Blizzard in a company-wide email, calling the allegations, quote, distressing and disturbing, end quote. Quote, along with all of you, I've been following the latest developments with Activision Blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company, he explained. I find these accounts distressing and disturbing. They run counter to my values, as well as Nintendo's beliefs, values, and policies. And an email reportedly goes on to explain that Nintendo is committed to, prov- to providing an, quote, open and inclusive, end quote, workplace and expects the same from the industry and its partners. Bowser also states that Nintendo has been, quote, in contact with Activision, have taken action and are assessing others, end quote, although the email apparently stops short of giving further details. However, the Nintendo chief does reportedly confirm that the company has been working with the ESA, a lobbying organization in which both Nintendo and Activision Blizzard are members. Bowser wrote that Nintendo has been working with the ESA since last week in order to, quote, strengthen its stances on harassment and abuse in the workplace, end quote. Quote, every company in the industry must create an environment where everyone is respected and treated as equals, the email reads, and where all understand the consequences of not doing so. And IGN has reached out for a comment from Nintendo of America and hadn't got one yet. They also point out that Nintendo's comments follow PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan, who is said to be, quote, disheartened and frankly stunned by the Activision Blizzard scandal. And Xbox Phil Spencer also added that he is, quote, disturbed and deeply troubled by the ongoing events. Activision CEO Bobby Kotek is under pressure to resign, which we know because I talked about that through most of my previous episode of Shattered Soulstone. There's also a Polygon article called Activision Blizzard's Board Responds to Sex Harassment Crisis with New Committee. This is not a good thing, it seems, or, or maybe it is. I'm, I'm unsure. So this is written by Joshua Rivera on Polygon, and I'll read you a little bit of that. Activision Blizzard's board of directors has announced the creation of a, quote, workplace responsibility committee, end quote, that will respond to the company's ongoing sexual harassment and workplace discrimination crisis. The two-member committee, two people just two. According to a news release published late Monday night, will oversee the company's progress in successfully co- implementing its new policies, procedures, and commitments to improve workplace culture and eliminate all forms of harassment and discrimination at the company. That's a quote. The committee members are Don Ostroff and Rivetta Bowers, the only women on Activision Blizzard's 10-member board. Now, Last episode, I think I read through a board of directors, or maybe they were shareholders, and I don't know if these people are part of that or not. I'd have to look it up, but in any case, it seems two women are going to be running this. The only two women that are part of the board. So, okay. Uh, The committee's stated means of accomplishing its goals are quite vague. Monday's statement said it will, quote, require management to develop key performance indicators and or other means to measure progress and ensure accountability, end quote. The release names Chief Executive Bobby Kotek as part of this management, along with Activision Blizzard's Chief People Officer and Chief Compliance Officer. All of them must provide frequent progress reports to the committee. In a slightly more concrete goal, the committee is also, quote, working to add a new diverse director to the board, though the statement did not elaborate on what diverse director means 
means. A new the new committee appears to respond to growing calls from both within the company and outside to fire Kotek in light of a, a, November, 20, a November, November 16 report. And I believe they're referring to the New York Times one, which I read about last time. And yeah, okay. So is this good or is this bad? Well, we have a person on Twitter named uh, Valentin Powell, who is a senior UI engineer for WoW and Blizzard Entertainment. And they wrote this. In response to that news, I don't know if they read that article specifically or if they just sort of found it through the internet, as some of us do, or on Twitter itself. So Valentine Powell wrote, Today, Activision Blizzard has created a committee to oversee its progress, which will be led by, checks notes, two of the Activision Blizzard board members. Quote, we are overseeing ourselves. We promise to be objective, end quote. ABK employees have asked for a third party not controlled by ABK. So... In this, it seems that this new committee they're setting up with two women, the only two women that are on the board, is a failure because it did not get anywhere near what the ABK workers want and have asked for. They got some of their other things, which is great that they got those. I hope those stick and don't get taken away from them. But it seems like Activision is just really not interested in having any accountability over itself. Like the high ups don't want that accountability. They don't want to be questioned. They don't want to lose their cushy jobs with lots of money, you know, all this kind of stuff. So this overall, I think people that aren't in the gaming industry and don't pay attention to video games and maybe don't even play them might look at that and go, Oh good. They're going to fix it. That's wonderful and move on, but they're not going to fix it. This is doubling down and protecting their own ass, so to speak. And I don't think that's okay at all. And clearly Valentine Powell doesn't think it's okay at all. And there's a lot of comments under that pretty much agreeing in it, uh, in that impression of what's happening there. Yahoo Finance, Yahoo actually does write stuff on its own sometimes. It also you know, pulls in articles from other sources. I'm assuming they have a partnership with whomever, but um, they do write things. And so this is on, under Yahoo Finance. It's titled Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotek Needs to Resign Right Now, written by Daniel Hawley. And um, let's see, the gaming giant can't reinvent itself if he's still in charge is like the header. Um, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotek needs to step down. The CEO of one of the country's largest video game companies, Kotek has reportedly told executives at Activision Blizzard that he'll resign if he can't resolve the company's myriad harassment scandals in short order. But the problems at Activision Blizzard will require systemic changes, including Kotek's removal right now mentions the Wall Street Journal article I already read to you last episode. If the company wants to move past these controversies, it needs to make a dramatic move. If not, Activision Blizzard risks losing the very people who make its game so successful, its software developers, testers, and engineers. And they quoted... Uh, Act, they quoted uh, Jessica Gonzalez, who is uh, Blizz Jess, I think is I think is the right Twitter account. Quote: People are leaving. I'm getting goodbye emails, like almost at least three a week. Explained Jessica Gonzalez, senior test analyst at Activision Blizzard's Battle.net. I'm seeing people leaving the company and high-level women, women that are in senior positions, are just leaving the company because they have no faith in Kotick, added Gonzalez, who helped organize an employee walkout after last week's journal, Wall Street Journal report. She continues, this is something that is very bad for the health of your organization and ultimately for effectiveness, she said. You have people who are disengaged in the work. They don't trust leaders. They're more likely to look elsewhere, so you're going to lose talent, and the talent that you retain is probably not going to be performing at its true potential. 
Um, it talks a little bit more about the Wall Street Journal article. On Monday, Activision Blizzard announced it's launching a workplace responsibility committee that is the ultimate goal of eliminating harassment and discrimination, but that might not be enough to satisfy workers who have been calling for change for months. And then there's a little bit of going over the previous lawsuits, which I've already talked about a bunch of times, or at least mentioned a bunch of times. Um, yeah, and some of this is straight from the Wall Street Journal article. So, yeah, and it says it's not just the employees who are unhappy. The big three uh, video game console makers have also come out against Activision Blizzard, telling their workers that they are disturbed by the allegations at the company. I kind of went over that already. They got quotes from these people in here, which I already read. Yeah, you know, uh, with some of Activision Blizzard's biggest industry partners coming out against it, the firm could face serious consequences. Spencer, in particular, said that Xbox is evaluating all aspects of its of its relationship with the Activision Blizzard with Activision Blizzard in the wake of the Journal Wall Street Journal story. Yeah, there's a lot. So this this is the thing. This is going on. And then we have Kotaku who wrote an article titled Bobby Kotek has always been a slimy asshole. And there's, you know, point by point, all the different things he's done linked to everything. There's so many links in this and all the stuff that he's done in the past. I've kind of gone over this a bit. There's a little bit in here that maybe I haven't gone over. Uh, of course, Kotek's exploitation isn't just confined to Activision Blizzard proper. The ominously named internal initiative known as Project Icebreaker saw his company also make a desperate attempt to wrest control of the Call of Duty series from its creators in 2009. When former Infinity Ward executives Vince Zampella and Jason West negotiated lucrative contracts for themselves and their studio on the back of Call of Duty's success, Kotek made sure to include a clause that ownership of the franchise would shift to Activision should the two leads be fired. Work then immediately began to, quote, uh, dig up dirt, end quote, on Zampella and West, the tensions surrounding which resulted in their removal from Infinity Ward for a supposed breach of, contra of contract. Zampella and West then sued Activision for wrongful termination, prompting a countersuit from Activision for attempting to, quote, hijack the company's assets. While this was all eventually settled out of court, several of Zampella and West's Infinity Ward colleagues jumped ship for a new venture today known known as Respawn Entertainment. So that's something. He kind of stole Call of Duty from them because it was successful. Yeah, that's one they didn't know about. Um, a year after the Project Icebreaker plans went public, Kotek found himself in a public war of words with Double Fine Productions' Tim Schafer, who criticized the executive's focus on making shareholders happy. Kotek shot back, saying that during the development of Brutal Legend, which was originally in production at former Activision owner Vivendi before moving to EA, Schafer, quote, was late, he missed every milestone, the game was not a particularly good game, and, quote, this was all despite Activision going through the trouble of suing Double Fine when it managed to find a new publisher for Brutal Legend. So this isn't just hurting employees directly by ignoring, you know, what they need and ignoring abuse that's going on. This is also like grabbing up other people's stuff and then finding sneaky little legal ways to remove their stuff from them, even though they're the creators. That's pretty awful to begin with. There's more in here, and I'll let you read it if you care. But I'm kind of sick of Kotek at this point, and I think many of us are. One possibly good thing, uh, Blizzard CS Twitter account... Uh, the America says, due to Thanksgiving holiday and to give our staff to due to the Thanksgiving holiday and to give our staff a chance to spend time with their loved ones, Blizzard customer support will have limited availability this week. More information here, and there's a link talking about that from us.battle.net. And I know earlier we heard something about even the um, that 
I think, I think that the temporary and contract workers were getting 13 paid holidays or something like that. So they're not like going to starve on these holidays, but I'm not sure. You know, I, I'm never sure with this kind of thing. A better ABK Twitter account wrote on November 20, which is the day that the previous Shattered Soulstone came out. Over 2,000 people have signed in solidarity with us, and we are incredibly thankful for your support. Seeing the community take a stand with us makes us more firm in our resolve to create hashtag a better ABK because hashtag every voice matters. And this has to do with um, petitions that went out. One was for workers of ABK to say we want Bobby Kotek fired, and another was for people outside of ABK or people who just play games that also want Bobby Kotek fired, so that's a thing. There's been two West March workshop episodes that I think I failed to mention. Um, one of them is episode 220 called We Got Those Updates. It's from four days ago. So that's what that one is. The description is lawsuits, ladders, and betas. There's a ton of updates to cover across the entirety of the franchise, some hopeful and others not so much. And then there's also episode 221, the Thanksgiving episode, which you can assume about what that might have been. And that, of course, is hosted by Nineball, both of them. Uh, both episodes. On November 15th, there was a blue post by Filthy Rich Community Manager, and he said, Season 24 is coming to a close. Below are the times when Season 24 will end for each region. In North America, it's December 5 at 5 p.m. PDT. In Europe, it's December 5 at 5 p.m. CEST. In Asia, it's December 5 at 5 p.m. KST. And they're going to provide a season 25 preview soon in which they'll include the start time for the next season. So if you're still playing season 24, which I kind of am, uh, now's the time to grind and get whatever it is you're trying to get out of there. For me personally, I have yet to see any ethereals. I've convinced myself that my version of the game has none for some reason. They just all got pushed into someone else's game. I know this is impossible, but I'm trying to cope, right? So I've looked up Max Roll, and they have some information on ethereals. So if you're like me and you want to at least get one of them this season, there's some stuff you can look at on Max Roll. One is called Ethereals Explained, written by Chewing Nom. This was in, uh, it was updated on November 14th, 2021. And and so it kind of tells you what they are, the names of them, and, you know, skills and stuff like that. There's also uh, one called Ethereal Farming Guide, which was updated in July, and it kind of shows you where to go. And I think I really should have started looking at this at the beginning of the season, but I thought, oh, you know, I'll just find Ethereals. Sure. No, I haven't found any yet. So there's those guides to look at if you're like me and have not found any ethereals. It's not going to really matter much at this point. I mean, if you find one today, you could use it for until the 5th and then you can't bring it into the off season anyway. But I think just to try and get some would be good. And I've been completely and entirely unsuccessful at that so far. Moving on to Diablo Immortal. There is posted on November 24th, Diablo Immortal closed beta patch and hotfix notes. So here's what they patched on November 24, at least announced. Uh, content updates, set items, basic guidance for finding set items has been added to the game. Party Finder, a new Party Finder system has been added to Westmarch. This system is intended to, keep, to help players form groups to do specific activities, such as running a dungeon multiple times. There's a note, developer comment, this system is an early work in progress, and we are looking for feedback to help as we iterate on this system. They've updated the challenge rifts. Uh, players who receive a first clear milestone on the challenge rift leaderboard will now provide a small reward for all players on the server. That's kind of cool. So if you're like the first to go do that, 
to finish that milestone, everybody gets something thanks to your effort. That's really cool. You get to help the community out while you're doing something fun for yourself as well. There's an Elder Rifts updates. When using an Elder Rift, the game will attempt to remember the number of crests you used on a previous run. At the end of your Elder Rift, players will have a choice to exit the Rift or teleport directly to the Jeweler. So you don't have to exit the Rift and then go run, 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 run to find the Jeweler. That's kind of nice. I played in the previous... I want to say closed alpha, closed beta, whatever it was, and you know, running around to find the jeweler was. You get a quest that leads you there originally, but if you don't remember it, it might be a bit difficult. Um, let's see, Legacy of the Herodrum updates. Reward chests for Legacy of the Herodrum have been changed with two goals. The first goal is that rather than the aspirant key chest opening costs going up dramatically when changing a room. The chest opening costs now scale smoothly from one chest to the next. The second goal is to remove the incentive to save keys from one day to the next to try and use a large amount at once. Under the new tuning, it should be beneficial for the player to open the first room chests every day if you have aspirant keys available. There's some skill updates. They increase the damage of Disintegrate, Ray of Frost, Impale, Bone Spirit, Shield Glare with Beam of Light, and Wave Strike with Energy Wind. Given the opportunity cost of standing still in combat, these skills should net more damage output. And there's some bug fixes. Fixed, fixed an issue affecting the range of the Barbarian's Ground Stomp skill. Fixed an issue preventing the, the quest Fahir's legacy from being advanced while using a controller. That's a problem. <laughs> Holy cow. You can't go any farther than this, my friend. You're on a controller. That's not good gameplay, so I'm glad they fixed that. Fixed an issue causing players to get stuck after playing the animation during the Curse of the Scepter quest and fixed miscellaneous bugs and other related issues. So those are the updates to the Diablo Immortal Closed Beta. That's the patch and the hotfix stuff that they did with that one. They also have from Diablo Immortal on November 25th, uh, if you missed it, introducing new in-game event, Dawn of Damnation, and it has to do with Skarn, Herald of Terror, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in here about what you can do. There's a bunch of quests. I'm not going to read over absolutely every little thing. It's mostly pictures. It's a couple of pictures in here. They look really cool. The art's really nice. And um, so the Dawn of Damnation is an in-game event. It's in a closed beta test. Participants will have the chance to challenge Skarn's terrifying forces, rally your friends, or stand alone against the invasion. So you can do this solo, apparently. Uh, to fight for sanctuary, the fight for sanctuary has begun. For two weeks, battle will wage between you and Skarn's host of war. To eliminate these enemies is no easy feat. Eligible players must be at least level 30. And there's a. Uh, in parentheses, completing codex activities is a great way to level from 20 to 29. So there's a clue there. So this is like end game, kind of high end. I'm going to say hardcore, but not in the sense of Diablo 3 hardcore stuff. Uh, there also, it also says, uh, heroes who meet the criteria will be prompted to accept a quest in the city of Westmarch that kicks off this event. After assisting Westmarch Finest in expelling the Demonic Horde, these players will be able to progress over the next couple of weeks through a series of daily missions, up to 42 missions per week and event stages. Uh, and then there's a bunch of awards. Completing missions can earn you obols of the damned that can be redeemed to acquire treasures, including legendary crests and gems in the event shop. Additionally, all heroes can reap additional obols, O-B-O-L-S, of the damned when certain server-wide milestones are reached, which I kind of mentioned in that other thing. So, yeah, that's what's going on there. And we've also got, um, let's see... 
BlizzPro has a thing written by Hot Streak called Diablo Mortal Closed Beta Impressions, Necromancer, and Leveling. There's some screenshots in here and a whole lot of descriptions. So if that's your class, you might want to check that one out there. And there's also from BlizzPlanet has a video called Shadow Benefits UI Story and Four Contracts. And it seems that's the title of it. And it's definitely about Diablo Immortal. It says Diablo Immortal Benefits of Shadows. And it's got some other stuff in there if you want to check that out. And there's another one also from Blizz Planet called Dia uh, Dawn of Damnation Event Day 1 out of 6 Beta. And so that's the thing that I just mentioned. It looks like there's a video of it because you can take videos if you're in the betas I did last time. So there's that. And then there's also the day two Dawn of Damnation event by Blizz Planet, all on YouTube. And that's all I have this time. It's kind of hard to find news during a holiday in a week with Thanksgiving and all that. And um, but if you spent a bunch of time with family and had a good time, I hope, I hope you had a good time and I hope your family was nice to you. And, you know, now that Thanksgiving is done, you might have a few days off to jump into Diablo Immortal if you've been accepted into the beta or go grind for ethereals in Diablo 3 or play more Diablo 2. Or check out the Black Friday sales, which extend over Black Friday, mostly. Anyway, that's where I'm going to end the show. You have been listening to episode 335 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, certainly on Diablo 3, I'm not sure about the rest, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening.